0: Welcome to Movie Ruiners, a podcast about movies with brothers Nick and Reed Kennedy. We're here today with one of my buddies, uh, Huntsville comedian, Scott Eason, the man, the myth, the legend.
1: How you doing? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm good. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. No, it's good. It's good
0: to finally... You were supposed to do this a while ago. I'm glad we finally got it worked out. It's been
1: a little while, and uh, I've I've heard so many good things. I'm glad we could finally make it work. I'm excited to be here. So, uh, yeah. He said he wouldn't come on unless we did video, so...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so you're our it? first video. Well, oh. so we recorded it with Mark Norman just yeah. because we were like, this is just for us. Sure. But then we put it out, mm-hmm. and then Mark Norman put it out, and uh, so it got a ton of views. Yeah, yeah. And people
1: were very critical of our setup <laughs> and recording. <laughs> that not that just the way though they? they're like yeah nice nice podcast queers <laughs> like, whoa why'd you bring my sexuality into this no, Yeah, they're pretty nice There are only like five people that call us a queer yeah right yeah well that's the youtube way right that's the the meanest thing possible is what they're gonna say they're like oh look at that man with his extra wide face yeah i seem to take the brunt of it to be honest with you, we actually didn't have our faces in the shot so, <laughs> so it was a lot less
2: uh people were like why are they doing that and it's because like I was already shitting my pants. So I was talking
0: to Martin Norman. <laughs> like, I didn't want everyone to see me just like,
1: yeah, oh, God. <laughs> wow, really? So, wait, really, you could see him, but you could see The only YouTube? time
0: you even see me, I'm handing him a gift, and they were like, oh, what's this dude wearing? Sandals and shorts? Were they filming this at the beach? <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> I was that's, just like, all oh, right, damn. Gotta, I'm glad yeah, I wasn't on camera. You got to disable
1: comments, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to disable comments. Man. Yeah, they're not healthy. No, they are definitely not but yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. Hello, people out there in social media land. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping. You know what? I'm feeling fat. I'm feeling very self-conscious right now. Well, you blend in with the couch. Oh, that's I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that'll hide that extra five pounds. I the <laughs> yeah, stuff. they'll never be able to tell. This equipment's not that good. Oh. <laughs> uh, Reed,
0: you want to get us started? Yeah. S-
2: start us off. Oh. I'm glad you explain what this is.
1: Nice. Oh, this is a, uh, a Duff, uh, a la range sparkling beverage. Uh, yeah, this is actually, you know what I could, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and drink this right now. So. <laughs> I, You're like, yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Hold on. It's like, is this like a jar of peanuts? No, it's a real, like no, it's a real drink,
2: I think, but I can't imagine. I, was, I was thought you were about to hand it to me it, it like, no, 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 cold? no. It could be this like This is from 2002.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold on. Let's check. Oh, no, no date. Yeah. Okay, that's a bad idea then, well, Yeah, man, which, it might just yeah. yeah. be This is just a keepsake A shelfer Yeah, man I A Duff a so. la Sparkling Bev I, I do, just saw uh, a
2: photo uh, You were like with Duffman or something
1: Oh, yeah, man I went to So, yeah the, Took the fam to Universal And uh, have you been to Universal? Oh, yeah Have you ridden The Simpsons right?
0: We I did actually I haven't so I,
1: it's it's actually it's absolutely fantastic but um, it's a simulator right it is so it's yeah, one of the three yeah. D rides and but it's a like a really good one and basically it's um uh of course it goes through all the stages of the Simpsons and everything but basically Maggie gets blown up into like a King Kong size uh right. you know and it's like it's just a really good ride but my son specifically was like obsessed with Duff Man so we took a lot of pictures and of course like my wife and I drank several. Uh, alcoholic, <laughs> duff beers. you gotta have Duff beers, but it's uh, and then uh, capped it all off with the you get the the donut, you know, you get the the Simpsons donut, you know, basically the the pink, pink with sprinkles, you know, and it's like they do uh, one that's like the size of a fucking tire, man, it's like ridiculous, so it's like you know you cap it all off with that, so uh, yeah, man, uh, I you know what I'm the Simpsons, I love the Simpsons, I remember being a kid because I'm an old fucking man. Uh, when The Simpsons first premiered on the Tracy Ullman show, I actually remember watching that as a kid. No way, because I loved the Tracy Ullman show because it was like, uh, do you know who Tracy Ullman is? Not even. T- so Tracy Ullman, uh, Tracy Ullman's a British. I know the history. She's a British comedian that had a sketch show on Fox that was very funny. Uh, and it was like, if you go back and watch it, actually, it's, it's really good. Like, she's very talented. She played most of the characters and everything like that. So it was like one of those one-woman kind of sketch shows, you know, with, with supporting characters and everything. And they would just have these little snippets throughout episodes of strange animation, you know. And, and The Simpsons was one of them, and it kind of caught on. Uh, and if you go back and watch it, it's like the original. It's very crudely drawn. The first like, season, yeah, are like, it's oh, no, very uh, it, well, even more crude than like the actual. like When this, when the Simpsons became a show, it was like on the Tracy Ullman show, it was like looked like a teenager drew it in a notebook, you know, it was like very, very early stages. And then they kind of tidied it up <laughs> when they went to production in Fox. And then over the years, of course, with technology and everything else, it just got to the point where you see it today. But yeah, I, I still remember watching the first ever thing of The Simpsons. On the Tracy Ullman show, so and now it's just gotten to the point where I, I, I make sure I watch the Treehouse of Horrors every year because I love that. But it's also that show has been on so long; the thought of watching it all is very daunting.
2: It's turned into like SNL. It's a too much. Bit. How it's many seasons much?
1: are there? Like, it's like thirty something. Sure. Yeah, goodness gracious! I it's the longest running show on television, longest running scripted show on TV. Yeah, so scripted sitcom or whatever. It's the longest running. So I, 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 I don't know. I'm sure people out there will correct me, but 32, 33 seasons, something. So you're close enough. Like that. It's definitely over 30. Do you watch any of the other, like,
0: Matt Groening shows that have spawned off over the years? I year watched, Futurama? uh
1: what was it? Is it Disenchanted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched some of that, and of course, like. Futurama. Some of Futurama. That's the whole thing. I've never, I'm not, I am a completionist on some things, but not those shows. Yeah. Because I think, actually, those, there's typically not, like, an arc when it comes to those shows. They're very... Like, Futurama and The Simpsons were just bite-sized episodes. Very rarely... Like, it's full of... Serialized. It's full of callbacks, but each episode kind of stands on its own, which I like shows that you can just jump in at any time watch an episode and it's self-contained. You're like, oh, that was cool because you don't need to know anything. Because today, even though I really enjoy it, it's like... TV and everything it's so caught up on like world building and and it's got to have the lore behind it and this and then you know setting everything up which is great because it's like the ultimate payoffs for fans but at the same time it's just nice to have a just a fucking 30 minute or 40 minute with commercial story that's why I've always been a sucker for law and order Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like OG Law and Order, <laughs> fuck SVU, I hate that shit. They're ter- you get a story a and you show. get a conclusion. You do every, in every episode, no matter what. It's like it's it's not they ver- they barely ever <laughs> they like, don't reinvent in the like wheel. twenty in like twenty five seasons. Glad that rape case was. Sold. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's SVU. We don't deal with that shit in Law and Order. All right, it's murder only in Law and Order. Wait,
0: wasn't that the one that had uh oh Sam? What's his name? Sam uh he was in the newsroom. Oh, he's great.
1: Shit, I know. Uh, are you t- I th- oh wait, yeah, Sam Watterson Sam Watterson Yeah, what's what Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. He's, McCoy. he's oh the, yeah. yeah he's the okay, that was yeah. the
0: that's so, the original. So he he
1: came on because Michael Moriarty was the uh, an actor named Michael Moriarty was the first assistant DA on Law and Order because like when it first started it was fucking you know uh, Paul Sorvino was one of the detectives. And you had Michael Moriarty as the assistant DA and everything like that. And of course, Law and Order was popular. But then it got to then Sam Watterson came on as McCoy, Jack McCoy. Of course. And then, and then you had um, Jesse um, Jesse Green and um, uh, Jerry Orbach, which I mean Jerry Orbach was fucking as Lenny Briscoe, which is just such a fantastic name. No, Lenny Briscoe. But yeah, but I mean you're literally it was it's so it's so good because Jerry, rest in peace Jerry Orbach. I fucking love Jerry Orbach. Uh, Was such a great Part of that show Uh, And I mean Everybody's like Jerry Orbach And I'm like You've ever seen Dirty Dancing Nobody puts baby In the corner That's Jerry Orbach Nice Okay I was about (laughs) I was like He played He played Jennifer Gray's dad uh, (laughs) In Dirty Dancing But he's also like In so many other things He was was a really famous actor He was also a big Stage actor before that I This I know too much About Law and Order (laughs) (laughs) I obviously know too much But it's such a good Fucking show And I was actually Very excited When they brought it back But fuck SVU I hate that show (laughs) It's so terrible. So moving along. Oh, what do we got? Get you a oh. shirt here. Uh-huh. Ooh,
0: what are we, let's see. I know you got the Beastie Goise. Oh,
1: man. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> 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 I will actually probably wear this tomorrow <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> to, yeah, our, to our show, man. So um, weirdly enough, uh, yeah, I'm in a band. Uh, we are. I was recently corrected because. I would uh, I would typically say we're a Beastie Boys tribute band, but some well, other people in the band with me were like we're not a tribute band we're a, we're a Beastie Boys cover band, and I'm like well what's the difference and they're like as a tribute band it's like you really you dress like them you follow their mannerisms. Like you do all that stuff, which we really, we, we Saving don't silverman. Yeah. We, yes, exactly. So, uh, or like when you see a kiss tribute band that's in full makeup and everything, mm-hmm. like that's tribute because they're at, and that, they, you know, you got the guy with the long tongue and he's spitting blood and everything like, they they're sticking to the script. It's more like we just really appreciate the beastie boys music. And we, you know, we, we, we play it, but we actually, we kind of put our own spin on it because we have to. Oh yeah. Because it's like the beastie boys, they played instruments. They did everything, but they went through phases of their career when they used like uh, you know straight DJs and loops and effects, you know, and everything. So it's like we try to do everything live. We don't press. We just don't press play on anything, which I think is why people really buy into it. But uh, so we're called the Beastie Goys, and if you don't know what a goy is, a goy is a non-Jewish person. That's what Jewish people call non-Jews is goys. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, and, uh, the beastie boys, all three of them were Jewish and there are seven of us in the beastie Goys and none of us are Jewish. <laughs> so hence the beastie Goys, Uh, and it just, it just stuck just cause it's just such a silly name, but it just kind of rolls off the tongue.
0: Well, I read an article that was, like, called y'all one of the best cover bands in, like, Huntsville.
1: It might have been. Uh, actually, it said Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> I read it said tribute band. <laughs> it probably did because I probably said that, and then I was very rudely corrected by my bandmates. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, we're pretty fucking good. <laughs> I will say we're pretty fucking good. We Yeah, we're a seven-piece, so it's actually we have a drummer, a percussionist, Guitar player, bass player. We have a DJ. We have the oh. MCs, and we do everything live. Like yeah, I said, we don't. Mike. Yeah, we do. We do. So I mean, we we do everything live. Do you so do like
2: the guys like pick a member like this is my guy? Like actually, I'm do these songs.
1: That's a very popular question that people ask, and uh, the answer is no. We each kind of pick it up. So in a song, I might be Ad Rock, but then the next song I could be Mike D, and then the next song I could be MCA. It's really just kind of. As we worked it out, it was like, I really want this part, or I like this part, or you know what, you seem better suited to this, or, or whatever else. But also, also, our DJ is one of the MCs as well, so sometimes we have to figure out how can he scratch while rapping, and then we figured out, well, he can't. <laughs> so then it was like, if it was something, like, but then we had to figure out how to switch verses and everything to accommodate like the way... So it's actually... A lot of fucking work. (laughs) I'm sure. It's not just, yeah. I I mean, I've I've, I've done musical things before, but this is the first time I've been in a band, especially with this many people. So, I mean, there's seven of us. So, as a comedian for over 10 years that is like a solo act, because, I mean, that's what we fucking do. We're just, it's just us. I don't have to depend on anybody else. I write my material. I perform my material, the whole thing. Now, there's six other people, and we all depend on each other. And if one fails, we all fail, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like working your way into that thought process when you're just been a single performer for so long was a little bit of an adjustment. But it's actually been extremely rewarding. I mean, it's so much fun. It's great. And it's like we started playing and we uh, before the pandemic and it was just started off as like this would be really cool. And then we played a couple of like parties a friend would be like hey we're gonna have a party why don't you guys play and we'd be like sure and then people were losing their shit and we were like wow people really seem to like this and then we played a cut like we threw some connections played a couple gigs and it was like two and three hundred people were showing up and we were like oh shit and like everybody was like this is amazing and then we played a gig it was like four or five hundred people showed up and a a booking agent approached us we were like we want to take you on as a client we were like sure so we put together an EPK, an electronic press kit for, for those that don't know <laughs> what that means. Uh, yeah, and you know, started booking running. private parties and corporate gigs and, and stuff like that. And now we're we've got people that want to um book us in across the country. Like it's kind of like taken on a, a whole life of its own, That's which awesome. I never expected that to happen, but I was talking to somebody and they made me realize like People appreciate the Beastie Boys, of course. Yeah, you can't get it live either. Yeah, that's the, exactly that. So MCA is dead. Thanks right? for bringing that yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So MCA, rest in peace, Adam Yauch, uh, is dead, yeah. and the 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 other two, Mike D and uh, and Adam Horovitz, have basically said we're never playing again. I like, went to a uh, uh, Beastie
2: it. Boys live show, yeah. and he did like. Half of a verse mm-hmm. just like came out like
1: what up and it was like <laughs> yeah the right closest I'm probably gonna yeah, get to yeah. The PC Boys so they were like they're not gonna perform without him like they the it's really cool that they did the live shows the speaking events and like yeah. stuff like that but it's like they're not performing without him and it's like a lot of people were like I never got to see him yeah and I it's wish they would like, just bring in a lot of different rappers yeah I music. I you know you think they they would do that but I think it's just like I, I guess it, they though. just feel that the magic's not there without him MCA is the heart and soul of right? the band who's right? your favorite member. <laughs> Oh, man, MCA. MCA. It's probably MCA. I like them all. I mean, I really do like them all, but probably my favorite verses, like, best lines are always MCA, in my personal opinion. I fucking, I love that dude. Mike Uh, D's
2: got some great lines, too. They all do. Like, it broke (laughs) my heart
1: when he died. It really did. I mean, Mm because the Beastie Boys were huge for me growing up, because I grew up in that era. Like, License Deal came out when I was eight years old. And, like, I remember I got in deep shit with my parents just because I had the tape. Like, a buddy of mine gave me the tape, and it was, you know, parental advisory, the whole thing. I was eight years old and just got deep shit for having this license to Ill Tape, which just made it that much cooler. Oh, of course, yes. You know? And then in 89, Paul's Boutique came out. And, I mean, at that point, I'm 11. And uh, that, it just blew my fucking brain. You know I mean? It was like, it was literally like nothing else at the time. Like Paul's, still nothing else. Paul's Boutique, if you really go back, like, it's really musically... Like it's it's history. Like it's, it's so such a wild album that is literally the basis for what we know as sampling today. It was still one of the most heavily sampled albums. It was the Dust Brothers yep. uh, who produced it, uh, and they literally they took all their money that they'd made from Licensed deal. They rented a mansion in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, and they they went out to they set up to record this album, and they just found a bunch of old like clothes from the sixties and seventies, and that's why when you watch those videos, it's literally them they directed and shot their own videos wearing all these fucking crazy clothes they found in the attic of this mansion. Oh yeah, it was, they belonged it. to the owners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like and they were just you know, I mean, it was literally just kids that had success that were like fuck yeah, we can do whatever we want, and the album flopped. People hated it. Like, now it's a classic, but when it came out, people were like, what the fuck is this? Because they were expecting more of that frat rock that they did on Licensed Ill, which they hated, because they got caught in that trap of fight for your right and all that bullshit. And uh, and then Paul's Boutique came out and just fucking was so good, but not appreciated in its time. But literally, that is the reason now why... Samples and shit Have to get cleared Because of the fucking Beastie Boys Like yeah. they literally Them and changed. De La Soul Yeah dude Changed the game uh, And then You know the, the Paul's Boutique at the time Flopped And they kind of uh, Ad-Rock You know Adam Horovitz Tried to become an actor And was in some shitty oh, movies Oh yeah yeah <laughs> he might, I think he was in a Law and Order episode yeah, yeah, or yeah, I think like he was that. too <laughs> yeah, yeah I think yeah He was like I, boarding I read the school, Beastie Boy, book, yeah, so. yeah 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 and, uh, and they, right they were like, ah, oh, what do we do? And they got back together and they were just like, fuck it, man. We're just going to, let's go back to our roots because they started as a punk band and then they made Check Your Head. Mm-hmm. and then What's that, your favorite album? Uh, Ill Communication. Okay. I mean, front to back. Uh, you know what? It's a, kind of a tie between Paul's Boutique and Ill Communication, but I'd probably say if I was gonna put on one album for somebody, it'd probably be Ill Communication because Ill Communication is such a good mix yeah. of like hip hop, rock. No, I agree. Well, you know they got the instrumentals, they got the hip hop, they and they were like super into voice effects and shit like that on Ill Communication. It's so good. But I mean, their catalog ranges from punk to um, like fucking surf rock to rap to you know, I mean, all kinds of shit. It's crazy. Oh, and mm-hmm. you know that last couple albums was just straight. Hip hop, just beats and rapping, which is great, like to the Five Boroughs and yeah Sauce yeah. Committee Part Two. I came like on that. late, so I was listening yeah. to
2: those albums, and then I went back listened yeah. to Paul's Boutique, and yeah. was like, I wasn't ready for that one. No, it's so I good. I was like, This is so different. I didn't yeah. like it even because it it wasn't as rap, or maybe it yeah. was, but it was just so different, or jazzy. It's very different. But then I went back later and life, <laughs> now like yeah. my favorite album.
1: Well, it's like people think. The Beastie Boys are one thing If they're not big fans But it's like The end sounds from way out Oh yeah Listen to one album You'll be like Oh they they have some of the best Instrumentals Yeah they're great Uh, And it's like Keep things
2: along Yeah Uh, Here's another I got I know you love sneakers (laughs) I figured I couldn't find
1: you uh, Any sneakers you didn't have so. And that would be uh, tough. You know what? I do not have these, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you. These I will not wear to the show. <laughs> but I will wear them at home afterwards when my feet are tired. <laughs> yeah, those are these are great. Slips. And these are Air Jordan 1s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are, well, uh, these aren't physically. <laughs> yeah. those, those are the prototypes. These, these are yeah, yeah, slippers yeah, yeah. that look like Air Jordan ones. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if um, Phil Knight went to uh, yeah.
0: Michael Jordan with those? Yeah. Dude, these are, <laughs> these you're going to be a star. You're going to be a star, son. Yeah, I
2: love them. I love them. I love them. <laughs> what's uh, what's your favorite sneakers? What are your go-to's <sighs> uh, or most coveted pairs?
0: Dude, those look like the Philadelphia Phillies uniform. Uniforms. They are. These are the I,
1: Philadelphia Philly Dunks. Okay, so I, you like, can man, actually see there's a cheesesteak. Oh, that's awesome! In the tongue. Uh, man, honestly, I'm kind of I'm all over the place, but if I would have to say, if I had to pick two silhouettes of shoes for the rest of my life would be Jordan 1's and Jordan 4's are my two absolute favorites Jordan 1 is my favorite shoe of all time probably and I think I have I probably got like 70 pair of Jordan 1's or something like that probably 70 pairs which is insane when you really think about it because I have 70 pairs of the same shoe they're just in 70 different colors (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah. but that what part of the reason I love shoes I just love all that shit is uh sorry Duff uh (laughs) It's really gonna taste bad. Right. <laughs> they just have stories, man. Like shoes are really a great medium for storytelling. Like people just think, I know it's easy to think of a shoe. It's like it's a fucking shoe, man, but it's like they're art. You know, I mean it's art. It's there there's a lot of history behind it. There's there's um so many stories to be told and it's like, uh, you know, like this shoe right here. I mean, this is, so this is Jordan one. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, not, I'm <laughs> not to get super nerdy, not an official colorway. They actually don't make a shoe that looks like, <laughs> 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 but close, but the, this Jor- is the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They're not. officially no, no, no. licensed here. <laughs> no, 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 it's great. It's great. That's even better. That way. Nobody can be like, Oh, that's bullshit. I'm like, no, these are one of one. <laughs> um, so the Jordan one, when it came out in 1985, actually, the, the, it's very interesting the whole history behind that because it's like at the time in the 80s, the NBA had very strict rules about what footwear athletes could wear, and they had to be white. You had to wear white shoes. You could not have black shoes. Uh, and when Jordan, Jordan was a rookie in 84, 85, and Nike signed him right out of college uh, with the stipulation that he would have his own shoe. He wanted his own shoe. So
0: they had to be white; couldn't be black.
1: Well, no, that's the whole thing. Is the NBA said they had to be white? It sounds like and and baseball. Jordan and Nike were like, we don't want to do that. We want to do something different because they were trying to, you know, change the game, which they really did. So the the legend goes the the Jordan One, the very first colorway was black and red, what they call bread because black plus red bread. That's what you, anytime you see a black and red shoe as a Nike, it's a bread colorway. That's what they call it. So, he made the Jordan one in black and red, so the story goes, and then he wore them, and then he got issued a cease and desist from the NBA, saying, we're going to fine you every time you wear this shoe. So, Nike picked up on this and and basically started the whole band campaign, which was Jordan, they put black boxes over the shoes in the commercial, like, you know, he can't wear them, but that doesn't mean you can't, like, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But... In actuality, what happened was when Jordan was uh, uh, first signed to Nike, they didn't have the Jordan One like ready to go. He was wearing what they call the Nike Air Ship, right? That was the original yeah. shoe. Was the Nike Air Ship in Looked black a and lot red like that? Yeah, and that, mm-hmm. the the Nike Air Ship is the one that the NBA was like, no, you can't wear that, right? So it's like it wasn't even the Jordan One. It's just Nike, the geniuses they are with the marketing machine, just started churning that the Jordan One was the one that got banned when it was actually the Nike Air Ship. And Nike, Jordan, and the NBA basically sat down, and very shortly after that, they lifted the rule that you could only wear white shoes. But they still had a rule that the shoe color had to be consistent with your uniform, right? Okay. So it wasn't until actually like year, few years down the road, when he was allowed to wear like different colorways, you know. But there was still like there's a lot of them that he didn't wear on court, even in the OG Jordans or whatever but uh i just when i was a kid i got my first pair of jordans i got a a jordan 4 a military blue air jordan 4 in 1989 when i was 11 years old my mom bought them for me and it was the only pair of jordans my parents ever bought me because they were like fuck you those are expensive (laughs) (laughs) we're not buying you any more of those and i was like because you know as a kid i beat the shit out of them uh and that's still my favorite jordan of all time is the military blue jordan 4 um and i just made a promise to myself when i was 11 years old i was like when i'm old i'm gonna have, have 70 money, pairs when i have money <laughs> i'm gonna buy all the fucking shoes i want and uh, if i got money and i was like yeah you showed them <laughs> let me buy all these shoes baby so yeah man i uh, now i have i uh, have slippers i do have slippers <laughs> this is the only pair of slippers <laughs> i have i do i have over 450 pairs of shoes so yeah. is jordan your favorite basketball player or no
2: Who's your favorite? Who's Dominique your favorite? Wilkins. Interesting
1: yeah. pick. I'm uh, I'm a Hawks fan, man, through okay. and through. Ever since I was a kid. So Trey Young, then.
2: I right love Trey Young. Yeah. Uh,
1: I love Trey Young, but it's one of those things. The whole Trey Young thing is very weird because we gave up Luca. Oh, yeah. For Trey Young. Well, so I mean, it's like don't get me wrong. I mean, Trey Young's fantastic, but it's also we gave up culturally. Though, one, I think of, it was the right, the it, right pick. Culturally, one hundred percent, it's the right pick. But as uh, the. If you're going to pick a basketball player, yeah. you're not going to fucking pick Trey Young over Luka.
2: No, I get it. Nick's mad that we took Jaron Jackson fourth and
1: we're not even involved. In it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, why didn't we get Luka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, ah, uh, but yeah, I'm a Hawks fan. I love Jordan, don't get me wrong, but it's also, I'm really, the the I love the argument about, like, is Jordan the greatest player of all time? Because it's like, I, I do think he is, but I think it's a lot closer than a lot of people give credit to Kareem abdul like, javar gets shit on. He like. does. Everybody always forgets about him. Well, the thing is, uh, uh, he he played in a in an era that wasn't very sexy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like Jordan started the uh, the basically like kind of making basketball sexy. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it just I think you know, Larry Bird actually was the one that started it. <laughs> <the sexy. laughs> I don't mean physically sexy. <laughs> I mean the concept. The hick from French Lake, yeah, I'd fuck that guy. Just you'd kiss him. It tastes like bud heavy. <laughs> you know what I? Oh, you know what I love about Bird is like back then it was like nobody knew he was the biggest shit talker in the NBA. Like he just the talked stories are legendary. Mad shit to people, which I love. Just imagine Larry Bird mm-hmm. just being like, "You piece of shit." <laughs> did you watch Winning Time? Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's also did you watch? Did you watch The Last Dance? Uh, yes. And the last dance when uh, when Bird came out to Jordan I was like, fuck you, bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love Larry Bird. This is amazing. That's <laughs> just so good, man. I You know, I just, I, I love shoes, but it's not, it started with Jordan for me, but it really branched, once I really got into the shoe culture, it just branched off into so many different mm-hmm. kinds of shoes. So it's like, I do love Nike. That's really like at my heart, the center of my heart is Nike. But at the same time, like I fucking love New Balance. Um, I love God. I mean, Asics, Saucony. It's like all the the shoe brands. They have yeah. good shoes. And how, it's, how
2: many pairs of shoes do you think you have in total?
1: Uh, I kind of I haven't done a recount recently, but I over four fifty, over four hundred fifty.
0: Don't you? Didn't you say you had like a storage?
1: I do have a storage, yeah. yeah. Why well, I, I you'd be uh, four hundred fifty pairs of shoes is a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'd be surprised how much space. 450 do you, do you have, what's pairs. the best way to
2: store that many shoes? Do you like, have carousels or something? No,
1: like? uh, honestly, I a lot of them stay in their boxes because um, I have a
2: sneakerhead move.
1: Yeah, uh, I have. Well, it also it takes up more space, but it's like the box. If you're a sneakerhead, you have the box. Anybody who buys shoes, like I oh, don't keep the box. You're either Mega rich And you don't give a shit Or, uh, or you're not a sneakerhead You know what I mean It's like Sneakerheads keep the boxes um, Because if you ever need To resell it Or do anything else It's like the box is
0: Oh even if you have Tanamount, like, I saw one the other day It was like box without lid And yeah. it wasn't as highly priced. No no Oh yet. no
1: There's on the selling First off in StockX You can't sell it With a busted box Or no box And on GOAT They ask you actually The condition of the box And if the condition Of the box is busted Then your price Has to be lower so it's like people. That's the rules of the street. Yeah, but you can also sell them no box, but again, they're cheaper than than with a box. Uh, so yeah, having to store all those boxes, but basically, I just have stacks and stacks and stacks of. I'll show you pictures later. I have stacks and stacks, no, stacks of boxes, you. but I also have so many shoes now. The same thing where they they don't really have any value anymore. I just like to wear them. So it's like. I, I've taken the empty boxes and put them in storage along with all the boxes that couldn't fit with everything else, and then I just have shoe racks. So it's a combination of shoe racks mm. and stacks of boxes. And, and then I fucked up, and I got my wife in his sneakers, and now she's probably got like 40 pair or something like that. So no, That's a,
0: nothing. <laughs>
1: it's not because and the thing is, is like at first she, she, she thinks it's kind of, she mm. thought it was silly for the longest time, but then she kind of – <laughs> paid attention a little bit, and knew I could make money on it and things like yeah, that because yeah. I do sell a lot of shoes uh, and so. But I'm basically like a drug dealer. I just yeah, you sell gotta. shoes to buy more shoes. <laughs> uh, I want
0: like a cartoon
1: of you as Scrooge
0: McDuck diving into a pool of uh, sneakers. Me too. <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, with my wife, it was just I started to see cool pairs just for her. And I'd get her a pair And she'd be like Oh I like those And get her another pair I like those And then all of a sudden She's sending me texts With pictures of shoes I'm like you bitch oh, no, What have I done So exactly I just created a monster But I don't mind Because it's like I, I, try to, I try to keep my wife fresh Yeah hey, you
0: know, Try to keep More in common to talk about Oh So there's a story behind yes. this Oh And I What a say, beautiful tube Yeah yeah I know you I know you love You know I love, love tubes, tubes dudes. Dude. You know I love, love tubes How'd you know I love tubes bro so you might want to go the other side. Oh, okay. I can't remember if right. which side, but so I've always admired your ability. I feel like you're very eloquent and a good storyteller and I saw you post this about this and thought it was just a very beautiful story. Oh,
1: shit. It's Bream sliding in the home. Yeah. And oh, just, my God. That is amazing. That dude. whole
0: story was just such a powerful and touching story. Yeah. I, re- I remember reading what you wrote about that, and it just brought a tear to my eye. I called oh, my, my God, dad. Dude. I mean, it was just. Yeah, a, man. Yeah, it was a very well, powerful thing. And so I just wanted this to. This is awesome. This wanted is to get really, to really, data, really
1: amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, so, I no mean, problem. this is. So it's 1992, NLCS, Braves, Pirates. Ten out of twenty. That's a limited print. That's fucking rad, dude. You know I collect prints too. Oh, I did not know that. I do. <laughs> so yeah, he You're might just, be reselling what you, that are you fucking, What are you fucking stalking me? <laughs> um, yeah, nineteen ninety two NLCS game seven, Braves Pirates, uh, Atlanta's down. Uh, what uh, I think it was two to one. I think it was two one, if I'm not mistaken on the score. Francisco Cabrera pinch hitting. Hits that fucking single old ass Sid Bream on broken legs, fucking rounds third fucking Barry Bonds. Can't throw him out from short porch <laughs> so bad. And it was just like, it was, I mean, that was the destiny team. I still can't believe they lost the twins in the fucking world series. I still can't believe it. Is that why I started taking steroids? You think uh, honestly? Yes. <laughs> One dude. If, if, if we were to watch that right now, when you see it, the ball, I mean, Francisco Cabrera, basically he hits a decent single. Shortstop, they're shading him to the first base side. And he just hits it through the gap, a second, and third. Not a scorcher. Just fucking hits it through. And Bonds is already playing in because it's basically hit over the head. They're like, fuck it. So it's like we'll just play in to try to get the out. They're trying to stop the tying run from mm-hmm. scoring. And he pokes it to fucking Bonds. And, I mean, Bonds is right there. I mean, put it this way. I, I, that haunted him. <laughs> he definitely started using steroids after that because it was it should have been an easy throw. You have fucking like four at the time. It was like late thirties, I think. Sid Bream, yeah. somewhere around in there, mid to late thirties, fucking wearing a knee brace, busted fucking legs. Just uh, the replay. Uh, it looks uh, like there's like he, there's no way this guy's making no fucking it. way. And he and he did, and it was just like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And the Braves won, and it was just like my my family. Huge Braves fans, and it was just like we freaked out, man. I mean, it was like we'd seen the Braves had been shit for so long. I mean, if you remember, even Dale Murphy was my first favorite baseball player ever when I was a kid, and back then it was like Dale Murphy was great, but the Braves were fucking terrible. You know, they were just uh, cellar dwellers forever. And then in 1991, they finished last in the division, and then in 92 they won the fucking pennant. So it was like, is amazing in outfield stuff. Yeah Well type, yeah. it was also It was just It was good management I mean Bobby Cox is a fucking am- Was an amazing manager John Sherholtz is an amazing GM And the Braves still to this day Have one of the best fucking farm systems So that was all homegrown talent Especially the pitching staff it, Back then Glavin, Avery Smoltz You know This is before they added Maddox Maddox was the missing piece When they won the World Series in 95 Um uh, yeah, we went out in the street and banged pots and pans. <laughs> My neighbor was screaming, Brainswood, Brainswood. People were like, shut the fuck up. We're like, fuck you, Brainswood. It was amazing. And then the, the World Series goes to seven. Jack Morris was the fucking MVP of the World Series. Fuck Jack Morris. Uh, but that was uh, – they had the whole issue with uh, – Kent Herbeck played first for the Twins, and he fucking pulled uh, – I think it was Ron Gant pulled Ron Gant off the bag and fucking tagged him. It's the most gangster shit today with replay. Back in 1992, no fucking replay. We saw the replay a thousand times on TV. Clearly seeing fat bitch Kent Herbeck fucking yanking him off the bag and then touching him, and the umpire was like, "He's out." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Today they would never stand, never stand, and that was a huge turning point. And then it was – then the Jays fucking raped him. Then the Yankees got him. It was like, what the fuck, man? And then finally the fucking Indians in 95, we got him and won that. So it was like we saw him win in 95, and then they won the division so many t- – I mean, Oh, like 10, m- most 12 straight 12, years. 12 years, yeah. I think, in a row. I mean, all these division titles, and just couldn't get over the hump. And me and my dad were never – like uh, my mom was like the matriarch of the family, and my dad and I were never really – I mean, he, he was great dad, but like, which we, we weren't super close. And, uh, after my mom died in 2006, it was like, of course, trying to find a better relationship with my dad. And it was like our huge connecting factor was just sports. Cause it was like, I just grew up and he was my dad. So I just rooted for whoever he rooted for. Yeah. And it was like, it just stuck, you know? And it was like our main connecting point. And then, um, my dad died in, uh, in April of uh, 21 uh, and the, one of the last conversations I had with my dad, he was like, the he's like, watch out for the Braves this year. If a couple things go their way, they could, they could do it this year. And I was like, oh yeah. And then he died like a week later. Uh, and sure enough, they fucking won the world series. And I was like, holy shit, man. I mean, I balled. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was such a moment. Cause it was like one of the last things we talked about. And he was like. You know, and it was just felt so special because it was just like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, they had to do it right after he Oh, it's bucket. like he called his shot. <laughs> he called it, and then it happened, and it was just like a very special moment. So, it was like I felt compelled to, like, you know, just kind of get it out there. So, yeah, I, I, I told that story on Facebook. And, like, a lot of people, same thing, were like, it got me very emotional. Oh, I it, called my dad and everything like that because it was like – I think that with men, I just think so much it's like sports is that connective thing that really – it's such a it's, it's the weather And fucking sports dude What
2: else Are you gonna talk about To someone yeah. that's
1: like 40 years yeah. Age different 30 <laughs> years age Well difference. I mean like, I didn't wanna talk About anything else Cause that was a nightmare I don't wanna get into that exactly. no, <laughs> I don't go. want Anything else Was just like God damn You know It was like Oh t- terrible But sports We could just Always talk about it. And it was uh, Yeah so it was like a real, It was really special uh, All the other teams We root for Still suck <laughs> uh, Braves, hey, great again this year, man. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, I'm I'm hoping they if they repeat that'd be fucking sweet. But no, I like to keep up with basketball but most
2: sports I only watch just because it's like I suck at small talk so bad. And yeah, sort of like, yeah. Uh, how's
0: the tide doing? It's that glad yeah. asked. you, you asked. You watch sports? <laughs> center. Boy, I know a lot about Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah man.
1: I mean here in the South, dude, you watch sports center I mean, you can always strike up a conversation about what whatever mm-hmm. else.
0: Last gift. Oh yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to transition uh, yeah. into snacks, You like dags
1: <laughs> You like degs. yeah man Some Wait, what's m- a dag? Mickey, Mickey. <laughs> a dog baby <laughs> A lot
0: of people say yeah. this is one of Brad Pitt's best roles
1: I, uh, yeah uh, I agree Well, you know what, it's such a weird It was very unexpected to see him in this movie Because I mean in 2000 it was He was full on heartthrob Brad Pitt You know uh, it's like Meet Joe Black, and yeah, which what a fucking terrible movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what an awful fucking movie. Uh, that was actually on the other night, and I was I watched some of it, and I forgot what a shitty movie it is. It's but so I also bad. forgot how fine Claire Forlani is. Yeah, God, she was hot. That was like uh, Green Street Hooligans era. Yeah, her too. Yeah,
2: yeah, so- yeah You remember That girl in Green Street Hooligans? Well, that like, I think that one of the guys in this movie and Snatches in there is in Green Street Hooligans. Maybe, maybe not.
1: Is huh. Green Street Hooligans That's Elijah Wood right Yeah it's Elijah yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood The but soccer and... The soccer Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah the the soccer. soccer hooligans yeah, the fucking crazy people uh, But yeah it was like It was just such a shock To see the guy Who was like in, A river runs through it <laughs> I love, Legends of the Fall I
0: love that This is like Right off We were in the street Banging pots and pans Soccer people man They're crazy <laughs> <laughs> They are crazy Well you know what
1: We're not killing people with yeah, yeah. Soccer people are out here Like yeah. let's just stampede people Oh uh, man, that was wild. That was fucking, 135 people dead. Uh, Yeah that's So you're right nuts dude mm-hmm. uh, But yeah but, I mean it was such a pleasant surprise But it's like Guy Ritchie At that not, not the death <laughs> Oh wow that was te- That's what That's what we call a Terrible timing <laughs> That's what we call a Terrible time. What a pleasant surprise 135 uh. dead uh, Indonesia I apologize At least, if it's, anybody a spo- in at least Indonesia- it's a sport I don't follow If anybody in Indonesia Is watching this I apologize Very very much for that this I'm sorry I'm in sorry Indonesia now But, uh, oh, man. It's like I fell in love with Guy Ritchie because I I, like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. Which is is such a good, great movie. And then, like, Snatch came out. And, I mean, still to this day, that's 22 years ago. It's still one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. Just because that was, like, Guy Ritchie was so good back then. And it's like since then, he's made great movies. But he's also, like, he's just not the same writer-director that he once was. Because, I mean, we're talking about the guy... And no, I mean, I know it's Hollywood, he makes money, it's everything, but it's the guy who made fucking Aladdin. You know what I mean? And like he made that swept away with Madonna when he was married to Madonna.
2: Wait, which Aladdin, the new Aladdin or the old Aladdin?
1: Uh, what was it? A, it was Aladdin, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, wait, it it's Disney. one of these Disney fuckers. No, it's the Will Smith one, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. It it. oh, okay. It's Aladdin. the Will Smith one, I know, yeah. You know, guy that, Richie, that guy Richie the... yeah, 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 yeah. Weird. Uh, well, man, everybody got to get paid. I, yeah, Madonna just like <laughs> yeah. took his life for Oh, um, yeah, the marrying Madonna was, was no, no good for Guy Richie. He paid her a million they, they dollars for this movie. Yeah, yeah. She
2: went on tour with the Beastie Boys. She did. Oh Boys yeah, yeah. Her. They,
1: they and her like like a virgin tour. They all whatever. hated it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> of course. What, yeah, he what, did. Aladdin. What did you expect? Yeah, he did Aladdin. Hell yeah. But it's like he'd make a shitty movie, and then all of a sudden he'd make like something like Rock and Roller, which is uh, fucking amazing. It's like his his movie catalog is very strange. It 'Cause is. there's some hits, there's some misses and things like that. And I mean he still every once in a while will drop like the gentleman was a good I like that one. I like the gentleman. It was that good. That one though feels like
2: that one, Lock, stock, two barrels, no. and snatch, they all feel very like they're the a lot same, of all, the, all kind of in the same universe. Same thing British with rock and roll. Like rock rock
1: rock and roller. Roll. I mean if you go back and look at the cast of Rock and Roller, it's Idris Elba, uh Gerard Butler, Tom Hardy. Uh, I mean, that's just three of the three studs, Uh, Tandy Newton, (laughs) Tandy (laughs) Newton. I mean, you have just uh, so amazing, amazing casting. But Snatch in particular was like I'd never seen a movie quite like it, you know, because like I I just think I think it's one of it's a perfect film. It's it's got action. It's fucking hilarious. The dialogue is amazing. You know, I mean, it's basically he's he was kind of the British Tarantino. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like with the dialogue and everything like that. And Snatch was just so good. And it's like he cast some of the same people that were in Lockstock. So like Bricktop was yeah, in Lockstock. Jason Statham and it then it feels a few, like a more refined version. Yeah, uh, of exactly. I feel, it, it was one they were like, This is really good. What if we gave you more money? And some star power. Exactly. And it was like I think Brad Pitt actually did the movie for scale. So like he he didn't like ask for much money. Well, I know I think, he
0: really wanted to be in it. Yeah, after so seeing, I think he
1: did it for that. They were like, we can't afford you. Like this is our budget. He was like, fuck it, I'll do it for like SAG minimum. And they were like, sure. So they put him in. And he, <laughs> but he, I, rem- I remember reading about it. He said, I have to be not pretty, like don't. You know what I mean I want to play Well he failed still. <laughs> Yeah. Well that's yeah. the whole thing But it's just like He was real You know I mean He was But he does but look time, really grimy He was grungy, He was grimy You know what I mean He didn't want to You know Timestamp uh, twenty one twelve. Do you know what
0: that is mm. Brad Pitt taking his shirt off For the first time Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah I think he has uh, that in his yeah. contract yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. of course They were like we I'll do it go. for SAG minimum but, but Well that's also So, so that's, wearing the minimum amount of clothing so
1: That's the fight against gorgeous George uh, yep. when they, when they go to pick up the Gorgeous caravan, George. great names, go, in this movie. Gorgeous George, George, yeah. all have nicknames, yeah, but man. they're all, yeah. the, all the nicknames yeah. are so good. He's beating the shit out of me. He's like, you should stay down now. <laughs> and then he, that's when he peels his shirt off and goes, you fight till the fight's done. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kisses the fucking crucifix and then knocks him the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. So great, great, mm-hmm. great. That was for mother Mary. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. So good. dude. Uh, but just, see, yeah, seeing him in that uh, uh, was very surprising for the time. But when you go back, it's such a fucking great role. I think he even said, like, I want to, like, speak gibberish. <laughs> like the Pikey, you know what I mean? Like he couldn't pike-y do a London like accent. Like, he yeah. was
0: trying to do that, yeah. like, London, the, and he just couldn't do it. And so they're like, all right, let's just. <laughs> I mean, that's that's perfect. Guy Ritchie wrote the whole role for him, though. Yeah. Like Went back and added Mickey because yeah. he just, like, wanted oh, him to be in this movie. So good. So, but yeah, but right. honestly, I don't know how the movie works without the
1: role of Mickey. I Yeah, I, honestly, it does seem like the linchpin for the whole thing because it's basically setting up the fight. Him throwing the fight, yeah. You know the whole thing with Brick Top and 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 all that shit. So it definitely seems like there wouldn't be a movie without him. And I, it's one of those things. After you see it, you're like, no one else could do that but Brad Pitt. But it's like, I wonder, <laughs> like, did they have somebody? That met, you know, he wrote the role for him. So it was like, you know, Tom we'll, Hardy's we'll great never at know. speaking gibberish. Very yeah. true. <laughs> Very true. But uh, you know, back in 2000, yeah, that's true. there was no Tom Hardy. <laughs> he wasn't, uh, you know, who who we know today. Is Brad Pitt your favorite performance in this movie? Or your favorite? character. Oh man. Um I'd probably it definitely up there, but I would probably say um <laughs> uh Boris the Blade, Boris the Bullet Dodger. <laughs> probably uh, <laughs> Why do they call him that? Because <laughs> he dodges bullets <laughs> Uh probably I'd have to say Vinny Jones. Uh yeah. Bullet tooth Tony. Yeah. Is is probably the best. Because honestly, bringing back the Madonna connection, which uh is great, that the scene where they they introduce Vinnie Jones's character, I love it. First off, they're like, the twins are like, oh, we can call uh, we can call to- call Tony, and he's like, the uh, Doug uh, Diamond Doug is like, no, no, and have like, who's this Tony person? And they they start to tell the story about him, and uh, he calls him, and uh, it's it's the cameras inside the Jaguar, and you just see Vinnie Jones slamming the door. Over and over On somebody's head (laughs) And he's so He's like So angry And he reaches in He grabs a car phone he goes Bonjour (laughs) 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 That was just Such a great But then they're telling The story He's like Why do they call him Bullet tooth Tony And he starts They tell the story And every time They say uh, They're gonna say Tony It cuts to uh, somebody, the, the guy saying it the, yeah. the the Asian guy Go Tony <laughs> <laughs> he goes They shot him six times In one sitting Yeah That scene is <laughs> Yeah sweet. dude It's so good Cause he's got He gets shot And he, if you see him He's walking towards him He has mm-hmm. a mullet Blood pouring out of his mouth And he's got a samurai sword He's like You're gonna get it now <laughs> <laughs> It's just so wild it's just, He's just such He's so great I fucking There's so many good lines he has Like when he's like um, when Dennis Farina's like, open him up, Tony, about the dog. He's mm-hmm. like, open him up. He's like, yeah, open the dog. He's like, it's not a fucking tin of beans, is it? There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> just so many good f- – oh, man. There's, uh, so, Vinny Jones, I would probably say, like, that really, I mean, that kind of established him as an actor. Because, like, talk about soccer hooligans. He's an actor fucking soccer hooligan. Yeah, I thought he was in Green Street Hooligan. Yeah, he, I well, think he was. Also, he's, he's in was, yeah.
0: um, Euro Trip. He plays a soccer hooligan. He, he's
1: been, now he's been in a ton of shit. But I think that was, like, one of his first major roles. Was I believe that. it. But it was, like, that. And plus, probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie he has when he's sitting <laughs> after they get into the car wreck and uh, Rosebud. Uh, Dennis Farina's bodyguard. Uh, he's got, they pulls out that big fucking knife. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. And it's just that happenstance. They pass, <laughs> and Tommy takes the fucking milk from Turkish. Like, ah, and he throws it out <laughs> yeah. the window, right on the Jag. Jag crashes. You, crash. you see him in the back, and the fucking knife is just impaled rosebud in the back, and they both get out, and they just walk into a pub. <laughs> yeah. And fucking to use the phone, and, and, uh, Tony just walks up and uh, you see the bartender go behind the bar and he grabs the half pint that the bartender had poured him because when he walked in, he goes, pint of the black stuff, governor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he grabs the half pour and he, he looks down behind the bar and he's like, Well hmm? and looks left, looks right. And the guy, you know, the, they're standing right behind him with the ski masks and the guns. And he just acts like they're not there. And he walks over, he sits down at the table and faces him. And they're like, you know. Sticking him up. Oh, yeah, and That, and that, that, that whole talk, replica. They're, scene. they're talking shit to him, and he, <laughs> that whole scene is a very that. Seinfeld moment. Oh my god, all the it's so good! It's uh, so good. I mean, he's like, "These are your last words. Make him a prayer." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you must be the dick. <laughs> These are your two little mincy balls." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and the, but the way the camera, when he goes, because uh, yeah, you've got the word replica down the side of your guns. And I've got <laughs> Desert, Desert Eagle Point five up, <laughs> yeah. Down the side of mine And the fucking camera goes dun, 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 On every letter of it It's just like It's too fucking good Oh that whole- <laughs>
0: That scene is so great But there's so many Like I think in this movie There's so many Individual great stories And people telling Great stories Yeah That really do Like that whole moment You're just captivated Oh yeah And there's several
1: That's the beauty of like Like all the Guy Ritchie movies The good ones Like the British crime ones Are all just the interweaving Of like multiple plot points That they all coalesce At the end You know They all meet somewhere It's But you're seeing Different stories It's like when you look at like uh, Dennis Farina's character, heavy Tony uh, uh, never meet Turkish and Tommy. They never run across them in the whole fucking movie, even oh, though they're so true. connected the milk on the fucking car. They're both, you know, they're both kind of after this, you know, they're, they're trying the same thing. It's like you got the diamond, yeah, you know, all that it's, everything's just fucking connected in one way or another. And then I love the way the movie ends because it ends with Turkish and Tommy in diamond Doug's office. Which is who Havi came to, for the first, oh, yeah. you know, diamond in the first place, and he's like, okay, and he makes a call, you know, and I, <laughs> the, he that, takes the shot. Yeah, <laughs> Dennis Farina's last line of the movie is that he's going through customs. He's like, do you have anything to declare? He goes, yeah, don't go to England. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. So it's like everything is just so, but and uh, he's great. There's so
0: many like bit role characters like that yeah. that are gr- like you're just like, oh, I love this actor. Like, yeah. Dennis Farina, just whoever. oh yeah, you're yeah, just like just... oh these are great. I don't know. I just thought it's so well casted. So oh, it's funny.
1: excellent. Like Dennis, he he's perfect in that role. And like the guy, I, the actor's name always escapes me. But the guy playing Boris the Blade is fucking amazing. Like so funny in that role. Uh, I love it when when in that same scene with the Desert Eagle point five oh when when Vinny Jones kills him, he shoots him. You know, uh, that he's, uh, so the, the, um, Lenny and, uh, um, uh, and, the, um, Tyrone and the other guy's name is Casey, but the three black guys, you know, they leave dejected because they couldn't get anything from Tony because they didn't have the real guns. And they, they run into the hallway and they just see Dennis Freena whole, sitting her holding this fucking suitcase. They're like,
0: give me the, give oh, me the yeah, suitcase because yeah. he doesn't know the guns are fake. And he's like, shoot me. Fucking shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then, uh, uh, uh Tony, here's that, you know, here's the commotion. He gets up and then he fucking walks over and he's heavy. Pull your socks up.
0: Yeah, and they, <laughs> and know, he it, drops
1: down. They're like, what the fuck? And that's
0: then sl- that's got to be slang. Cause you know, there's all the, I mean, British, they just have so much slang. Well,
1: yeah, it's just, well, I'm thinking literally like bend over and pull up your socks. Like he wanted him to duck. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. right that yeah. Boris had come in The other fucking end With that machine gun So he's stuck in the middle Between the three black guys And fucking Boris With the machine gun And he said Pull your socks up And the four of them dropped they were smart. And he shot Boris But then when he came In that fucking hallway He fucking shooting, Shot him man. again And that then was he like turned Ferrell, around Austin And he's like <gasps> Fuck you He's like for fuck's sake i still okay <laughs> yeah. The just, wound is beginning yeah, to smell very bad of almonds Oh my god it was yeah, Just so fucking good
2: So I really like this movie Yeah, I don't like love it But I, I really like it I try to show it to my parents I think one of the weaknesses Is just how just jam packed it is With so much like, You have to be like, It's a yeah. good thing for multiple rewatches But like, yeah. even you explain all the characters You feel like you need like a Venn diagram of like how all the characters relate to one another. Uh, yeah. Just like, yeah. it's like, it's just that, so much is happening. You do need to
1: rewatch it. Like, i
2: tried to watch yeah. my parents. Like, and even before uh, you picked this movie, like a few months ago, I was just like, oh, they'll love the dialogue. We're, we're a big dialogue family. So yeah. like, if it's good dialogue, they'll listen. And, and they enjoyed it. My dad likes Jason Statham too, yeah. so he was on board. But he fell asleep and then like woke up during the car crash. And he was like – No idea what's going he on. He fell asleep for like <laughs> 10 minutes, and so much yeah. happens. He's like, so what happened? And I felt so dumb trying to explain it. It's like, yeah. well, these people uh, – well, um, you know, he's a henchman for yeah, another right? guy you didn't know. He was introduced, <laughs> and a dog. A dog ate a diamond, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I, we don't have to watch this anymore. No, yeah, <laughs> right,
1: right. It's – yeah, it's definitely – It's fun. I remember I've watched it with my wife a couple times. It's one of those things like every once in a while I'll be like, I really want to watch this. And my wife might watch it with me. And she's like, you got to turn the subtitles on because she has no. But the thing is, is like, I I think the first couple times, it's like especially like Mickey. Definitely Brad Pitt's You you don't, You don't don't necessarily know what he's saying, but then you watch it a couple times. And then like I know every word he's saying. Like I can hear it now. It's just like you kind of have to pick up on the rhythm and everything that he's saying. But it's like a lot of it is. It, it, it is just really hard to understand the first. He time. sounds more Cajun to me. Like it it's just, a, it's it doesn't even make like sense. Dogs. Like the the accent almost doesn't make sense whatsoever. But it's like that's um, one of the biggest payoffs of the movie is the is the ending when he. And find out he bet on you know the bike he always bets on himself oh yeah uh, but then it's like they uh, the, the way they wiped out everybody at the you know they just killed everybody i, I, love that line he's like, I thought he took his mother being killed like, <laughs> yeah, pretty, a lightly. Really pretty lightly yeah. it's a little lightly <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just oh man i'm so good so
2: this is a hot take my dad has but i think it's yeah. worth discussing about 10 years ago not like nowadays but he always thought jason statham would make a great james bond
1: I don't think he would. Oh, I feel like both of y'all. Think?
0: You said it and you heard it. and Y'all both went. I think. I think it's. I think it's an interesting. Uh,
1: I, th- I don't. Idea. I think it's interesting. The only problem is, one because I've never heard his name ever mentioned. In a James Bond. Uh, well, because it's insane. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's nuts, uh, boy. The name's born. Well, that, even if he gets. That's the whole raw. thing. Is like he's. Handsome, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of got that that cockney thing going on it's not really because you need a you need a smooth british accent for mm-hmm. that. he might be able to pull one off who fucking knows but at the same time it's like you've seen him in so much i don't want the guy who was in cranked and cranked Two to be james bond <laughs> do you know it's like i i honestly i think tom how, hardy on the transporter it, yeah Tom Hardy would make a, a decent one, I think. But honestly, somebody said it, and I kind of like the idea because he's young. I, Tom Holland, I think, would make it really good. Boo! Get out of here, dude. I think Tom Holland I'm about would make to kick gonna. you out right what? now. <laughs> you don't think so? Are you kidding me? No. I'd make Tom a better Holland. James Bond than oh, that guy. No, man. I, I, Are you kidding me? Hey, that, the, that's the whole His thing. Is like
0: new movie, uh, Uncharted, was so bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, man. I, didn't
1: think it, I actually like him because I think he's. But really, he's like
0: the whole airplane thing when he's oh, like okay. jumping yeah. from yeah well it's
1: based on a video game you come, come on what do you expect okay yeah the thing is with bond it's like if you, before daniel craig the the whole history of bond the the guy <laughs> guy's not really a fighter you know what i mean it's no, it's no. more of a gadget he's a smart guy smart guy uh you know i mean q and uh, all everything goes into making james bond james bond it wasn't until daniel craig that it would, like that's his Bond series Which it got mm-hmm. serious You know what I mean It was really serious Cause even in the In the Pierce Brosnan ones It was fucking silly as shit Oh like, yeah all the shit With Pierce Brosnan was like He was windsurfing That, wind cla- that and, classic Bond and at- silliness and stuff, Yeah, And then everybody loved it Like Casino Royale Still in my opinion Probably the best of all Of the Daniel Craig Bond movies Even though the other ones are good Quantum of Solace is the worst
2: Oh yeah absolutely. Definitely
1: Casino Royale is fucking fantastic And then Skyfall And uh, um no Time to Die are both really good too but Casino Royale is the best and it was just because they introduced uh, he's Daniel Craig is still very smooth but very rough you know what I mean it's like that. it was genius to have the whole scene of how he became a double O how he had to kill that guy in the bathroom you know because yeah. nobody ever talked before about how you became a double O agent that you had to murder somebody <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> it, was, it was always just like no I'm just a slick spy and it was like no this is fucking like MI6 like dirty work you know it's like Bringing it was, basically I, it was the aftermath of Bourne. Bourne yeah, came out and was. everybody was like, "Dark Knight." I don't want pussy spies anymore. <laughs> yeah. I want my fucking spies and shit to be insane. You know what I mean? It's like Bourne knows all the martial arts and he's a master spy and he has everything else. He's a, he has everything. Would have been the perfect time for Jason <laughs> Statham to step in, All right. And it's just like, and now I just think, where do you go? You know, it's like because the thing is, I've heard Barbara Broccoli, which she's the the producer. She's the owner of James Bond, like the Broccoli family with MGM own James Bond. So she's still around. She still is the boss when it comes to Bond. And she said they want to go young. That's what they're thinking. They want to go. They want to go young that because like Daniel Craig came in. He was already in his 40s.
2: Yeah.
1: So I was like, they want a younger bond, which I can't, you know, because it's now like, what other story do you have to tell? So it's like you just need to go back to the to the beginning again but even younger. You know what I mean? Like maybe I don't know, I could see a prequel movie, kind of a prequel kind where it's like shows him how he's recruited into the 00 program like and everything been like almost kind of but not not, not comic Kingsman. booky. yeah, Not comic booky. Like more like real like grounded real life. I think Idris Elba would be yeah. great if they want to go in that direction. I, I think it is time for maybe like Something a little different That's why I like Tom Holland He's just young And he's like He's not huge But like he You know uh, Like it kind of plays into Like what Bond I think is like More supposed to be Which is debonair Suave Smart That's pussy Bond dude Tom Holland It's so pussy bad. <laughs> like. Well you know You know it's funny so th- It's funny that we're talking about this Because this is all This kind of all has A little bit of a uh, a, a loose snatch Give me a bald bond I want no, Jason uh, there <laughs> uh, There's kind of a Six degrees of separation there With Daniel Craig And, and Snatch Is because the producer Of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels Yeah so the producer of Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels And Snatch Was Matthew Vaughn And Matthew Vaughn Wrote and directed Layer Cake Starring Daniel Craig, and also uh, Matthew Vaughn is the director of Kingsman. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Hell so, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a little. So uh, Matthew Vaughn is the one that kind of layer cake is kind of what Daniel Craig was already a good actor, but like layer cakes, what kind of shot him up. That was his bond audition. Well, it That's was what his bond say. audition. Layer cake is what got him bond. And if you watch layer cake, he's a piece of shit drug dealer. <laughs> that just has a really bad Couple of days <laughs> But it's a good It's a good movie But yeah That's uh, That that was That kind of With Bond um, And then it was like Daniel Craig Is like the first thing Anybody thinks about Is like again you, You're coming off Pierce Brosnan Who was not a shirt off Type Bond You know Very slight he and popped then, it off a few times like a couple of times, but then Daniel Craig's fucking walking out of the water, fucking looking yoked. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are like, Oh shit. We've never seen a bond look like this before. You know what I mean? It was like, it was, it was groundbreaking. I love the Bond movies, but they've already basically said it's going to be quite a few years before we see another one. Huh. So it's, I, I think they said it earliest. It could be like yeah. 2026 or something like that before we see another bond. So I think it's going to be a lot of, uh of talk about who's going to be the next one. But, uh, I think right now they even – this is something you can bet on in Vegas. So in Vegas right now I think Tom Hardy is like plus 400 or something like that to be Bond. But the other guy – and I can't remember how to say his name, but the dude that was on fucking Bridgerton, Jean uh, fucking whatever. It's like – did you watch the – the Gray Man on Netflix, No. the Chris Evans and yeah, the, uh, and, uh, and Ryan Reynolds, uh, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. I do yeah. recommend it. It's a really good action flick. Uh, he's the bad guy in it. Uh, I don't, I don't believe it. You think Tom Holland <laughs> you know, it should be? I didn't say he should James be. Bond, are you I just me? I don't think he should be. I'm <laughs> no just saying, snarl, no I, toughness with that saying, guy. Well, yeah, give him a I chance. I want my
2: Bond to be on the edge. You know. Ah,
1: see, I man, be I, drugs, I know. I, women. I, Come on! Oh dude. my god. He's Dude, old. I Man, I grew Let's up Let's go on back
2: to 1960s Well, they need to do Is go back in time To Sean Connery Give me <laughs> Yeah, yeah But give me old Just one-off bonds I don't need a whole series Even in this In the Daniel Craig one My biggest problem is He's young Then Skyfall He's already like Ooh, he's past his prime He's yeah. old It's like what that was like his first mission yeah. he had two missions because the second movie quantum Solace, falls right after the events yeah then he's old it's like yeah.
1: how does this make any sense yeah. i don't know man well Being it's in your the 30s, same thing
0: kind of i kind of get it
1: right it was <laughs> the same thing they tried to serialize you know like yeah. have the connectivity when before it was like the only thing in bond that would carry over is you would have a villain come back but it was never part of a continuing story it was like each movie was kind of the Connery one has the whole thing.
2: the same organization and stuff. It's the like same that. organization. They had that exactly. connective tissue.
1: Exactly, but if you look at it, the plot, everything they were trying to achieve was different. What you know what I mean? It was uh, in the Connery movies, even though it was the same enemy. It was like everything was like a Bluefield new plot. And all that stuff, yeah. <laughs> everything was a new plot. They had a new plot to take over the world. You know what I mean? It's like everything. Was, it was in, in that little universe, but it was like the stories were. Different. You know, it would never. This uh, the Connery movies never looked back at the previous movies, besides no, it, the it enemy.
2: Co- it connected like but, wait, the but, whole organization with the organization.
1: Like that. That's what I'm talking about. But there was no like in all the Daniel Craig Bond movies. It was he was crushed because of all the women he's lost, yeah, well, things like that. So it's I'm need saying is know uh, that that's, though. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Uh, by the connectivity, I mean all the personal shit with Bob no, yeah, was very yeah. Daniel Craig. Before it was, yeah, it was the same enemy and shit like that. It's like that's fine, but this was like his personal journey was no, the Daniel right, Craig movies. Right. Uh, you know, everything else, yeah, it connected, but it wasn't like you, you, Sean Connery was fucking cold as shit. It didn't matter the women, none of that mattered. It was just the mission, and I was like with Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. he's like, man, I'm heartbroken, bro.
0: <laughs> Did you know uh, Sean Connery was good. almost in this movie? I did not. Yeah, the, uh, Matthew Vaughn, he, they showed him lock, stock, and barrel and two smoking guns. Yeah. And they were like, this is what we're going to show you. You know, he, he watched the movie, and he was like, that was a good movie, but you can't afford me. <laughs> that makes sense.
1: <laughs> what role? was Brick top. Um, you know what, though? It wouldn't be the same, because the- uh, I mean, so It I, wouldn't be the same You're right <laughs> <laughs> But the, the actor I the, Again, the actor's name escapes me But the guy who plays Bricktop, of course Was the bartender In Lock, Stock, yes. Two, and Barrel So that's a carryover And I mean, that that Is just so good In that role of Bricktop And again, talk about the lines Like, so Oh, man if, When, when uh, his main henchman, Harold uh, He's like Harold, would you fetch us some tea? And he's like You want sugar? He's like no, thanks, Harold. I'm sweet enough. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> It's got just some great little ones. these little lines. His whole feed 'em to the pigs monolog D- Yeah. Oh, it's so that's, good. That's Do you great. know what nemesis means? <laughs> it's oh, it's uh, so many good uh so many good lines I'll cut off your Jacobs he, he, That yeah, was like oh dude I'll cut your fucking Jacobs You stop me again Whilst I'm walking I'll cut your fucking Jacobs So off. what happened Does he actually like Cut him Cause the he guy He has a knife Yeah he The quite, guy You hear it he And the him, guy, yeah, like, yeah, he Holds a, up blood yeah, Looks like he cuts him Like near his nuts a little prison shank <laughs> And then he fucking Pulls Yeah pulls a hand Yeah I mean That's bleeding. definitely like
0: I was sitting there like, dude, does he have like a testicle hanging like further <laughs> down? Like, oh, that, that would be, that'd tough. be very brutal he, to see. I wouldn't say he improvised it, but he said that, and Guy Ritchie, whoever was like,
1: that's going in the movie. Yeah, uh, I think I, I think I remember reading there was like it was a lot of it was scripted, but there was like a little room for like you know improvisation and things like that. But oh no, he didn't come up with it. That's right. Uh,
0: it was originally they had ca- Brad Walsh told the Telegraph that he was originally cast as bricktop and came up with the line and then Guy Ritchie fired him and because Walsh used to host Will of Fortune and he was like that would he's like that's just too soft like <laughs> people a, found out that bricktop was you used know Will of Fortune host. <laughs> <Wheel> of Fortune <laughs> that's funny you can't shit. have Pat Sajak's ass
1: <laughs> running up this mob uh, the the whole talking about Jason Statham it's like Guy Ritchie has put him in several uh, so mm-hmm. you, he had lock stock. You had snatch. Then he was in revolver. Yeah, uh, the Chess the weird like kind of that one, not so great. But Statham was in that. And then like this, the last guy. I'll let my dad did. know. <laughs> 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 there's a but this uh there's one other one the the latest one uh I, that escapes me um with with Statham and it. it's like he plays a crime boss and his son gets murdered or kidnapped or something like that and you know he's out for revenge or something like that it's a very typical like kind of British gangster type thing of course with Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham so it's like they I mean that's like four or five movies they made together so I guess Statham you could say is Guy Ritchie's muse <laughs> a little bit yeah maybe oh shit. That
2: sounded like a gunshot. Yeah, it sounds like there's some fixed boxing matches happening over there. <laughs> uh, is, uh Who do you think would win in a fight? <laughs> fight Club Brad Pitt versus Snatch Pitt versus oh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Brad Pitt?
1: No dog, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, Cliff, did, he has the
2: dog. Uh, Oof. But Mickey, he's good with dogs. So I think. Oh, man. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you
1: go, ahead. Coursing. I'm putting yeah. out
2: the information, though.
1: I would, uh, man. I gotta go, Mickey, because it's like what am I? <laughs> when uh, when when Turkish is talking about him when they first introduce him, and he says, you know, he's a he's a a, a pikey bare knuckle boxing champion, which means he's tougher than a coffin or harder than, oh, a, harder coffin than a coffin nail. nail. <laughs> and I'm like, it's all stuck in my head. So it's just like, and the beating he takes at the end, and then which I love that scene where it's basically like like he's underwater. You know, it's mm. like that inner splice with him just getting fucking pummeled and it's like he's just he's drifting deep, up. yeah. <laughs> drifting deeper and deeper, and then you see him swim to the top and then that fucking uppercut, and it's just like I'm gonna I'll take Mickey. Uh, but I will say probably my my favorite of those three characters would be Cliff from I love, Once Upon a Time in Cliff Hollywood. Is. And that scene at the end when he basically beats that girl to All death almost. <laughs> I laugh. Every time I don't know why It makes me laugh hysterically Because it's like I know It's Tarantino And it's like ultra it, th- That movie's ultra violent You know Like it, I, I remember I saw it And somebody was like What's it like And I was like It's a typical Tarantino movie And then at the end It's just super violent Like very Because in that That whole scene uh, Is I mean the, the dog Him beating that girl Fucking Leonardo DiCaprio Fucking lighting him up With a flamethrower It's oh, like yeah, It's just them. like It's ten minutes Of fucking yep. carnage DiCaprio
0: talking about the afterwards is so funny. Hell, I litter, I litter ass (laughs) up. (laughs) It's It's just so insane.
1: And I just love that. I love the fact that basically like he's tripping. Yeah, <laughs> he had the fucking cigarette dipped Away in acid. We go? <laughs> yeah, he's fucking tripping, and then all that happens. Are you real? about yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. the donut? That, and the the girl um, who basically has the knife and is just covered in blood, screaming the entire time, mm-hmm. so was just. Nice. <laughs> he hit her in the head with a can. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Woof! It was, fucking, it was just. Like, oh God! It was so good. I mean, he deserved the Oscar for that. I think. Like, not It was, it, it, it was, it was fucking. And then he came in here <laughs> saying something like, oh, yeah, he's the devil. Yeah. Some devil shit. so ridiculous. <laughs> I actually, Brad Pitt is the kind of guy, like, there's a couple people I put in this class. It's like, I tried I tried to hate Brad Pitt. Do you know what I mean? When. Win. Like when he first Like Thelma and Louise River runs through it Legends of the Fall Jennifer Aniston Super pretty boy You know what I mean It was like Yeah 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 And then it was like He started to take really cool roles like snatch and like yeah. other movies that were just really good. And it was like, Oh, well he's just not one of these like heartthrob actors. Like I actually enjoy his work. So it was like, God damn it. I fucking, I don't want to like that guy. And it was like same thing. And uh, I don't know if you love him or hate him, but it was like for a while it was like when he was in Sync, I hated Justin Timberlake, but then his solo oh. shit, I'm like, this is bangers, man. He's I so fucking cool. love it. And I li- he seems like such a cool guy. So I was like, I can't hate him either. So I was like, it's just that category of like, you know, it's not fair that you have it all. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're talented. You, 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 you're, you're you're that good looking and you know, all that shit. It's just like, fuck you, man. But at the same time, it's like, if you want to have a beer with him, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I want to hang out with that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with Justin Timberlake But you, Brad Pitt you, you, I think is super cool You know what he's- I would. Oh, hang out with that's a, fine Y'all hang out. can have I'd that opinion hang I just out with don't Justin think he's Timberlake. that cool I would, I would hang out with Justin Timberlake I would want him to bring his wife very much okay, I like, so you I'm a hang big out fan with... I'm yeah. a big fan of Jessica Biel Yeah man Summer Catch was great I, Oh that was on recently And I was like I forgot how hot she is She's, so she's hot, still man. hot as shit Oh yeah But that era of Jessica Biel Was fucking top notch She like
0: left 7th Heaven You were like The wheels are off Very No rules apply Very very attractive
1: and it was like, the, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry She was like, oh, at yeah. the pinnacle Like, so, oh, so, yeah, so good looking uh, But yeah, I'm trying to think, like, when you <laughs> Adam Saylor's worse <laughs> <laughs> That's not
2: even his worst, either, so It is not his worst, no, by Jack far and Jack and Jill, for sure It might even be in his middle like, ja- yeah, ja- <laughs> Jack
1: and Jill is by far the absolute worst And then the the, the Did whole- you watch it? Jack and Jill? Yeah One time One time Yeah, I Once. can't even what him. what kills me with Adam Sandler like the beginning the be I, I it's not even the beginning of the end the beginning that he was starting to slip he was so like all the movies were killing it and then Little Nicky oh, and here's man. the thing Little Nicky the movie the script very funny the supporting actors, very funny what kills me is he showed up on set. And was like, you know what I'm thinking for my character? I think my character will talk like this the whole movie. And then nobody was like, Adam, that is not a good idea. (laughs) Nobody did it. Somebody maybe told him he was like, fuck you. I'm Adam Sandler. I can do no wrong. Or everybody was just like, yes, Adam. What a great idea. When you look at that movie, him Looking and acting like that served no purpose. you for be the be talking character about five different the movie. movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. you be talking about oh, little Nikki. You're, you're, lot of- little <laughs> Nikki is I think the most egregious. You know what I mean? It's like you did not have to do any of that. You could have just been your yeah, the it normal been way funnier, normal, is- normal goofy Adam Sandler self and the movie would have been just as it better than that bullshit. I don't think that Popeye's chicken
0: line would have landed. Like, oh, Popeye? <laughs> yeah. uh, Quentin Tarantino makes a guest appearance in that he one.
1: He does, he does. Uh and then the, the oh what what's the one with um oh uh you don't mess with the Zohan. Oof. Uh yes. funny parts, but again terrible character. Did not need to be done. Uh, and then uh, is that's it- like
2: Jack that I'm saying. like no, yeah. I really is like it- the dilemma he has about whether his bush should be bigger, <laughs> nah, <or laughs> larger. You what's know, the um, real what character really content, com-
1: what think. What's the one with um, with Andy Samberg where Andy Samberg plays his son? Is it Daddy that's boy? My boy? That's, that's my, my boy. boy. Yeah, that some funny parts again. But again, that one. Why the fuck is Vanilla Ice there? <laughs> yeah, my favorite. Vanilla Ice is his best friend. It's Where's like what Shax? the fuck are I you talking know. about? It's like yeah, and his the movies he's made with Netflix. First off, I proudly can say I've never seen a grown ups any of them. Jackson, one of those. That's what never I said seen grown ups one, two, or oh, three. Never. I can't even believe I'm having to say there's a two and a three, but I've never seen grown ups no, two or third. three. There is a
0: third. I'm excited.
1: Uh, <laughs> and
0: <laughs> know what I'm doing when I get overnight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole Netflix deal that the Western one, the six.
0: Oh, the ridiculous six. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, QB
1: Halloween's. Not you know what? (laughs) Just call it a fucking kids movie. Yeah, because that's what it was. As a kids, as a kids movie, at least I can be like, you know what? You made a kids movie. That's great.
0: What's the most recent one That he did The basketball one though
1: I haven't watched That it. one's good Hustle Okay yeah, Hustle. so Uncut.
2: It's a little cheesy But for an Adam Sandler movie It's oh, like it's incredible Of course Should okay. be nominated for well, an Oscar Uncut <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uncut Gems Was Uncut Yeah yeah <laughs> it was, was, was great Stress me out Very strong Dude that movie gave me anxiety Like a motherfucker mm-hmm. uh, I can't believe he. Uh, but Good that Time bad. The Safety brothers Like who made that Like have you ever seen Good Time yeah. the, Which again Same Ratchets place. up the whole Fucking thing The whole time So it's like Uncut Gems was fantastic. I I still, if I think about Adam Sandler, I very fondly think of Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, yeah. even Mr. Deeds and things like that. Like his early on, it was just like, man, we're just just be goofy, just be goofy and 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 have fun, you know. And it was like, I think that really showed in in Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, because they're just nobody can watch those movies and not be like, I'm smiling. <laughs> it makes you smile. They're Smiley. stupid as fuck. They're <laughs> stupid as fuck, but they're they're funny. Yeah, so it's like I just think he more of, more of that. He just I think he got a little bit too far out there. Plus, I really admire the fact that he was like, if I'm famous, my friends are famous. Yeah, he pulled everybody up with him, but there still has to be a cutoff line. Oh, yeah. I respect <laughs> you have, that. You have to chop down. Sometimes you are like, okay, I can't take everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, Please take us with you. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Take, you can be. How about you are just my manager? I'm, we're not going to put you on screen. Yeah. <laughs> how about all that? right, Rob. Okay, never <laughs> right. mind. You get a spot. Uh, I yeah, love that yeah.
0: solar opposites joke when they were like listed all of like. Rob Snyder was in uh, Deuce Bigelow. He was in The Animal. Boy, they really gave him a lot of swings at the plate. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man. So, uh,
1: apparently, I read uh, they're making The Animal 2. No. Yeah, a movie no one asked for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Rob Snyder. Rob Snyder asked for Absolutely it. no one asked for him. Rob Snyder did Rob him. Schneider has kids yeah. who Rob, can turn oh. into animals. Yes. I th- Actually, you know what? I think you just wrote the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rob Schneider's an asshole. Yeah, I can one hundred percent say that. Oh yeah. Oh, I met him. He's a dick. He's a huge dick. I should have had more fucking lines. He's 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 better than again personal experience. Yeah. And I've also heard this from other people. I've 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 talked to people who run comedy clubs that worked with him say he's a fucking dick. So uh, seems fairly consistent. Uh, And then here over the last couple years, if you've paid attention to him, he is like he's he's super. Uh, conspiracy theory right wing kind of crazy. He has uh, a new show on
0: Netflix or a show on Netflix that I just found out about recently and it came on like autoplay.
1: It's so bad. Uh, Yeah, he is, uh, yeah, just, he's a, follow him on Twitter or something like that and you'll be like, oh my God, like he's saying some wackadoo shit. Hmm. He's saying some really fucking crazy shit. He's got a lot of I, I, typical COVID conspiracy theories mm-hmm. And fucking He was big on the Keep uh, that
2: up And we'll have a talk show wow. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Very, Very soon actually Yeah he, I heard he's gonna take Tucker Carlson's place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tucker and Rob That would be crazy Rob and Tucker <laughs> I might tune in Robin, At least they're Oh devastated. I would watch Rob and Tucker <laughs> Yeah Rob and Tuck just, just for the comedic value Of just watching them Be batshit crazy uh, which I think I don't know if it's aired yet Fucking Tucker Carlson's Interviewing Kanye West What? Yeah And uh, so If you saw the Kanye thing With the White Lives Matter t-shirt Did you see that? No So Kanye recently At a fashion show Came out with uh, I, I think He had a date I don't know if the woman Was famous or not But he had a woman with him mm-hmm. They were both wearing shirts That said White Lives Matter uh, And of course People got upset No you can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't say that stuff Yeah It's yeah, ridiculous Yeah He got They got upset Well that's And, and he In true Kanye fashion was just like, fuck (laughs) (laughs) y'all, basically. And, I mean, you can – it's kind of sad but very interesting at the same time that you can watch him have a mental break on Instagram and Twitter, like, live. It's insane. Because, like, uh, he he, he recently, today, he was posting screenshots of texts he was uh, having with Puff Daddy. Or P. Diddy or whatever the fuck he's calling himself now. Yeah. But on his, in Kanye's phone, it just says Puff. And he's, like, asking him, like, hey, man, let's meet. We need to talk. You know, like, uh, let's talk. And Kanye's like, fuck you. And like, talking shit to him and everything like that. And it's just like it, it, he posts several screenshots. And in one of the screenshots, he texted Puff Daddy and was like, I'm going to post on Instagram everything you sent me. I just want you to know that. And he just was posting every text. And it was just like him uh, Puff Daddy was like Please can we stop With these internet games Can we just talk Like man to man Like stop Kanye's he's like I'm never stopping <laughs> <laughs> It was just like You're like Jesus Christ It's like, no it's longer insane. fun To keep up with Kanye It's, like, it's not It's actually exhausting That's, uh, I was it,
2: making fun of him Like five yeah, years ago yeah. Then like three years ago It was like uh, Here's the thing Something's wrong with it's,
1: him Make Like even back then Make fun of him But you couldn't Like It was very hard to dispute That his music was still great yeah, that's the whole thing I, I thought a, Donda was awful I'm a uh, As a whole I didn't I don't care for it all There's some bangers On there though uh, But I would say Like all the way up Through Life of Pablo Like his entire catalog's bangers Like mm-hmm. it's uh, unbelievable um, The uh, I like that young The Kanye. Jesus is King uh, That album And um, uh, Donda Are like Good songs on both But it's just like Not Yeah It's not his previous work But that's also You can kind of tell Like the mental decline, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's obviously having, like he has issues. Everybody yeah. knows he has issues. He's very publicly said that he's bipolar and manic depressive and like all the shit. And he's like, he'll literally just be like, yeah, I'm not taking my meds anymore. And people are like, Oh, cool. <laughs> like nobody's <laughs> going to fucking I'm, do it. I'm going to retweet this. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody's going to fucking do anything about this. Silver so linings, kind of, Kanye over here. Kind of deal. But it's like, and now it's like, now, he's, now, Did you ever imagine you'd say the sentence Like oh man I gotta tune into Tucker Carlson And I had to catch this Kanye West And he like what <laughs> yeah. the fuck is What is happening it's All a over a White War. Lives Matter shirt And it's like now I just want to hear his reasoning Why Because it's like he it, it, People asked him and he was just well, like just, Well I don't mean, White Lives Matter people like well fuck man I mean <laughs> <laughs> what are we supposed to say here bro <laughs> Like you know And it's like are you Are you just trying to be as difficult yes. as possible He's just a contrarian you're, yeah, you're he just tr- views, yeah He knows what gets views You know he
2: gets clicks And then he's gonna put something out It's v- gonna be like Oh now sneakers are coming out in a month So <sighs> You know what I'm gonna ride this media wave Man
1: The sneakers and shit As a sneakerhead, It's like I'm not I'm not crazy about Yeezys I've had many And I've resold many And so on and so forth But yeah, It's like he can be as crazy As he wants If he puts out Great music And it's like I don't think Donda was it But if he goes back To old Kanye If he puts out Another Life of Pablo I'm like You be as crazy As you want man <laughs> <laughs> As long as I get To listen to this shit I don't care I want I'm another Late old. registration That's that old be, Kanye uh, Here's the thing I don't think You're ever getting Old Kanye you're oh, not, no, never. You're not getting Polos and backpacks Someone Kanye else is Writing some again. of
2: his stuff Too back then Like I'm
1: Convinced? I don't know, man. He or maybe like, his mom was just that. Did you watch the documentary on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. yeah and it got yeah. really sad, and I was it, like, "Oh, it got super sad." I, like, I don't uh, watch this. Anymore. Which is which is, <laughs> which like, is cra- feel things. Which is crazy because he had final cut, like uh, Kanye did. He 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 told them uh, uh, like they say in the documentary. I didn't even watch his, that shit. His friends were like his the the people who shot it were like we're gonna shoot everything like we want to do warts and all. And Kanye was like, the only way I'll allow you to put it out is if I get final say. If there's anything I don't want out there, I get to cut it. And they were like, okay. And then you see that, and it's like, well, what did you cut, bro? <laughs> yeah. Because some of the shit you left in there is fucking nuts. And you could tell at the end, even they got uncomfortable. Like that whole conversation, they were like, I think. When he like, doesn't recognize that guy. Well, like, that, but it's also, there, he's, he's having that conversation with these people. And I, I think it's at his ranch in Wyoming. And they're recording. And then is getting like really animated. And he's saying this wackadoo shit. And like, you hear the guy like, oh, no, 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 I can't. Do it. And he fucking turns the camera off. You know, and he's like, uh, because he was like, he could tell that he was about to, like, Mm -hmm. pop off, about to say some really out of bounds shit. And even as a documentarian, he's like, I can't. He's still Mm -hmm. my friend. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, that's when you know it's bad. Mm -hmm. When the guy who's like, this is my career. I really, I really need this. And he's like, oh shit, my (laughs) career. Oh, this is like skeeved him out. You know what I mean? That's when you know it's like, ooh, that's yeah. Well, That's let's change good. some
2: topics to uh, <laughs> get on the move before we get out of here. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're getting close to time. But uh, one thing I was going to say, uh, uh, do you like, uh, what's his, Benicio? Benicio Del Toro? Taco? What? Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he a good actor? Frankie Fourfingers? I feel like he's cool. But is he, yeah. like, a good actor? Because I don't even know. There's times when I think
0: he's awesome. I just There's think he's a cool time, bro. Because like, I thought he sucks There in Star are.
1: Wars. Oh, man. There are some... Some roles where he is just amazing And there are some where he's not Uh, I think, I don't know Uh, Yeah, I think, I I don't know I'm just not 100% sure Well, Uh, I'm thinking about like If you've seen Sicario I need need to watch it again He's fucking amazing in Sicario Yeah Man, there's, I mean There's this one scene at the end That is just fucking Basically, his Benicio Del Toro's family Gets killed by uh, On the order of a uh, basically like a, a cartel boss, right? And uh, basically at the end of the movie, uh, he goes, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. He, the cartel boss is sitting down to dinner with his wife and two sons. And uh, Benicio Del Toro basically comes out of the shower, uh, shadows wearing just all black tactical gear. And he's obviously killed the guy's security. And he just sits down at the at the dinner table with the wife and the sons. And he's looking at the cartel boss and the wife's, sons are crying and the cartel boss is like you know what uh he's like you you know you killed my benicio del toro is like you killed my wife and daughter uh and the cartel boss is like it was just business you know it's not personal um and the cartel boss is like you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to do this to my to my wife and my kids like you can let them go and then he's benicio del toro is just sitting there and he's got the gun on the table like real lazy like and he just goes pew, pew, pew and just kills all three. Just bullet to the head wife, bullet to the head of the two sons. uh, And then... Just kills the cartel boss, and it's just like the ultimate payoff. It's just such a really good scene. You know what I mean? You get that emotional payoff of like you said, revenge. Sicario. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely so not watching that now. Yeah. <laughs> now I know how it is. Oh <laughs> no, no, no. There's way, t- way way more of that movie than that. Thanks, man. Way, way fucking more of that movie. Than I just get. But then it. Traffic, like he was fucking amazing. Uh, in traffic. I need to watch that one too. I, uh, like he's been in a lot of like. But those but are both
2: movies I've tried to watch because I've as a movie yeah. guy, I'm sure. like I feel like I need to. There are, there's just, some
1: turds mixed in there, like. The Wolfman Was really shitty Remember he was Benicio Totoro Was the Wolfman Way back Yeah like, yeah, yeah. like well, Didn't really Didn't really pan out So I think He was the kind of guy the Hollywood really wanted him To be a leading man Real bad Yeah You know what I mean And like He was good But I think They figured out He's really great As like a supporting yeah. actor mm. Not so much As a leading man you know, I guess, the Usually, usual, I mean, he's amazing as Fenster in and *Fucking even, Usual no, Suspects*.
0: That, like they say that, like when they're in the lineup, he's just like ripping ass, <laughs> <laughs> farting, it, and they're like, laughing. Yeah, yeah. They're saying it's just yeah. like awful. I love it, dude. <laughs> Give me the keys can
1: fucking cocksuck. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a great movie. I'm glad you picked it. This was fun to watch, and I I actually watched it twice because I watched it when we were originally going to do the podcast, and then yeah. I watched it again. And I, it's just a fun
1: watch. This is definitely one that I'll watch once or twice a year. It's a fun movie. There's it's a lot great. Of, it's also it, it zips by and there's a lot of personality. Does, it does. It also it's a really great. This is one of the ones I'll put in the category of like a super good background movie. Yeah. Like I could have this on on the background while I like check my emails on my laptop or fold laundry where I don't have to totally pay attention. But I could look up at any moment and be like, "Ah!" Oh, but you know, twenty-one <laughs> minutes, Brad yeah. Pitt's yeah. shirt coming off. Timestamp twenty-one twelve. Takes the shirt off.
0: Uh, yeah. What would you want your guy Richie gangster nickname to be? Oh my god.
1: It'd probably be something stupid Like shoes <laughs> Scotty no shoes Scotty shoes Or some dumb shit oh, Like shoes. that Oh yeah. shoes Oh shoes <laughs> What does he do He kills you He leaves a shoe <laughs> Never Never yeah. shoe, Never footprint yeah, though never. I don't know Man honestly I'm uh I'm terrible at nicknames So I, like I have shoes. no idea I have shoes are probably... We
0: We had When we had yeah. Elliot on We asked him If you were in a heist situation What heist guy would you be No yeah. What did Elliot say? He didn't say the – you said the driver. Uh, Elliot said said he wanted to be the safe cracker.
1: Oh, if I was in a heist? Yeah. Oh, man, I want to be the loose cannon. (laughs) The wild card. Everyone needs one. I want to be the wild card, dude. Wild card, baby. I want to be – You're going to be the guy shooting the bank manager. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I want to be Tom Sizemore in Heat. You know nice. what I mean I Nice want to be, Yeah I want to be the fucking Like what the fuck You know what <laughs> I mean I want to be Mr. Blonde in Reservoir Dogs You know yeah. It's like that's the guy Fuck <laughs> like, you don't know What the fuck I'm gonna do man You know I mean, it's like That just seems like It's the most entertaining That seems like In reality I Elliot. would be the IT guy <laughs> in, re- in reality I'd be the one With like I need a stronger Internet connection You know what I mean It's like that would be My one line in the highs. Like, I need <laughs> You're Seth Green <laughs> Yeah I, my every time they look at me, be like two more minutes, two more, two minutes. <laughs> you gotta get this last block cracked or whatever the fuck <laughs> IT people say. <laughs>
2: so my last complaint I gotta bring up on this movie, i've the ending is so abrupt. I mm-hmm. really wish we had some more closure on the caravan. I wish Turkish. You saw him <laughs> being like,
0: and now <laughs> I finally get the caravan. <laughs> two stories. <laughs>
1: I, I I I've thought that before too. Uh, a little closure on the caravan would have been great. I would have loved to have seen all of a sudden just a periwinkle blue, <laughs> just a, just one just second, like, you know, just just see one time, just
0: the sun setting on the yeah, hill with yeah, the caravan. Yeah, just be that would, nice. that, would be, that would
1: be great. It's just like it's not it's it's not tied up in a bow. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, and I you think have to put it together. You do like, you do and I but I think some of his other movies have more of a finite. I, lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, I,
2: I love the ending there. I yeah. think that oh, yeah, ending's like, kind of better, just how it uh, ends with the bouncing guns and yes, all
1: that stuff. Yeah. That's and I, I love Snatch. I will say definitely one of my favorites, but, I mean, uh, Rock and Roll is right up there, too. If you haven't seen Rock and Roll, I highly recommend that. But, man, thank you so much for joining us. I- no, I want to say thank you for having me, man. I had a, a, a great time. It was a really fun conversation. I. Uh, it's always funny when we have conversations like this, the tangents that you go off on, so we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's all over <laughs> A lot of the around. description of it. We talked about uh, that's yeah, that's that's a lot. And I want to say, yeah, thank you very much for the gifts, man. Oh, like, no, these problem. are uh amazingly thoughtful. <laughs> 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 which is awesome, which is really cool, man. Thank like you. I said, I really feel you know me better than my family. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to say thank you both for having me on. Uh and uh yeah, I had a great time. Well, thanks, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, man. We'll bring you on next and talk about the Jason Statham Bond
2: movie. <laughs> that, if, if that happens, you we'll, have to remember. Oh yeah, we'll be in
1: theaters. <laughs> when it's, line when it's Tom Holland, bring me back on too. <laughs> i mean, would rather have Jesse Stallone. So oh my God, no fucking no way! way. Dude, okay. Tom Holland, man, come Dude. on. Tom Holland looks like fucking the Undertaker compared to Timothy Chalamet.
2: <laughs> Timothy seems like a weirdo though. Like he is a weirdo. Like Tom Holland just seems like he hangs out, like doesn't do anything. Yeah,
1: I think that's the whole thing. Tom Holland looks like a guy I wouldn't mind hanging out with. He's
2: he, I don't know. He's fine. He just Man, he just I, looks yeah. like a young kid. Okay,
1: so you're not the you're not the president of Tom Holland's <laughs> fan club. We get
2: it, bro. We get it. You don't
1: like Tom Holland. <laughs> Uh, no, I
2: just think I just hate that you said he's a good bond, but, but no, it's okay. We need to end. We, we need to <laughs> let you go. Uh,
1: oh, hell yeah, man! Okay. Th- yeah, th- thanks again for having me, man. That was no problem. A lot of fun.